Welcome back to Around the Oval, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the Ohio State student experience. I'm your host, Rohan Makajani, and we're back. Hope everyone had a fun and relaxing spring break. I went to Toronto for a few days with some friends, and I was stunned. The Six loves Drake like we love Mariah Carey during Christmas time, but like year-round. It's fanatical. So much so that the Toronto Raptors training facility was renamed the OVO Athletic Center. After that brief hiatus, we have a series of episodes coming your way. We will have an interview with a current first-year med student soon to share his experience as both an undergrad and now a med student at Ohio State. We have someone else who is willing to share their prolonged experience with mental health services at Ohio State and with another who has some wisdom and Irish dancing experiences to share before she graduates. This week, though, we have with us fourth-year student Courtney Dilly. So let's get on to that. But first, here's Hang On Sloopy. We're here with Courtney Dilly. What's going on, Courtney? Hi, how are you? I'm so happy that you're here. Funny story. <laughs> I was in the union earlier, first semester, working on this podcast, and Courtney came up to me, just sat next to me like she does, and eventually we just started talking, and she was like, I want to be on the podcast when it comes out. <laughs> We're here now, I think a good five to six months later. It was honestly a long shot. I was just trying to slide the idea in there. Didn't think you would take me up on it. <laughs> I'm glad to see I'm high caliber enough to make it on the show. <laughs> you have some cool experiences. And we're going we're gonna to dive into that real quick. First, though, as we do here with the 5H's introduction. So let's run through it. Courtney, where's your hometown? Dublin, Ohio. Who's your hero? Uh, my hero is probably my oldest brother, Guy. Yes, that's oldest his real brother. Name. Yeah. Sorry, middle brother. Ouch. <laughs> I hope you send this to both of them. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> uh, what's a hobby that you have? Hobby, probably anything related to Harry Potter, like watching the movies, all of them through at least once a month. Do you read the books? Oh, yeah. But I can, a... I can quote the movies better, which is my favorite annoying habit that I do. <laughs> I hope you do it at least once or twice throughout this interview. I probably If you can. can drop it in there, I'll okay. be impressed. Now I'm going to be I won't get that. it because I've only seen the movies once and not a big fan of them. This is the sound of me walking out of this interview. Are you yeah, kidding me? Courtney's eyes just, <laughs> wow. They just shot open. They're, she's disgusted. <laughs> On to the next age. What's a habit that you have? Habit would probably be repeat wanting songs. My friends are convinced that I'm the only person on the face of the earth who uses the repeat one option on music, <laughs> but I do it every single day. What is the most recent song that you've repeated? I don't know. Probably on any given day. It's like a Taylor Swift song. Old or new? Um, okay, why not have both, obviously, but I got to go to her reputation tour. Ooh. And yeah, I went with Hannah I'm cool. Um, but we got to go to that when she came to the shoe, so it was really cool. Oh, that's so awesome. listening to those is a good throwback. I think I have a Taylor Swift like C D from her tour back <laughs> in the old days and I used to listen to that just on repeat. Wow. So one of the same. Okay, there you go. I don't think my listeners needed to hear that. <laughs> You just exposed yourself. I, I really just did. <laughs> we might cut this out. We'll see. Last H, what do you hope for? What do I hope for? Um, Current moment, probably either a really good internship for the summer or a really snacky formal date. Um, I will take either or both of those. If a they are snacky available. formal date. Yes. 
That's what I said. I thought, okay. I thought you were going to say snazzy, but you just whipped out snacky. Well, obviously snazzy sounds like, I don't know. I feel like that's like an old guy wearing a tux. I've never heard of someone referring to a dude as a snack. It's what? always the other way around, but I'm glad. I'm okay, glad we can be you know snacks what? too. Gender equality. How am I? Am I, am I looking like a snack? Damn. You, yeah. I know you guys can't see him. 11 Thank you. out of 10. In yep. my grout fit that I'm wearing <laughs> <laughs> recording this pod. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So let's move on to the first topic that you're here to talk about. And that's club soccer. That's something you've done for several years. So I actually did not try out for the club team until my junior year. Um, and a lot of it was just because I was kind of overwhelmed when I came to college and felt like I didn't hit the ground running like a lot of other people seem to do. So mm -hmm. I was pretty hesitant about taking on that added level of time commitment and something that, you know, it's not like just working out where you can skip it here and there if right. you feel like it. It's definitely a, you know, commitment that you want to be there Fully consistently. Yeah, yeah, there for your team. So I wasn't sure I was ready for it until, like I said, my junior year and I tried out and made the team and I am so happy that I did. I yeah. wish I did it sooner, um, but I'm so grateful for the last couple of years I've had on the team. So why'd you ultimately decide to try out? Well, actually, my old um, assistant coach from high school took over as the head coach of the girls' team oh, nice. um, the same year that he, he texted me and convinced me to try out. Yeah. Um, and basically, it was, hey, I think you should try out. And I was like, oh, if you insist. And that was pretty <laughs> much it. Um, like I said, I had loved soccer. And part of me had wished every year that I'd done it. Um, like tried out for club and that was pretty much the only like little nudge I needed and I was like all right I've been thinking about it every year so yeah this will be the year I try it and do it and it was so awesome. did you play intramurals before you stepped into club soccer yes so freshman year I played intramural like co-ed in the fall sure and it honestly was just really frustrating because I <laughs> just I was too competitive and used to playing at a certain level and so sure, yeah. people i'm pretty sure were looking at me like i was a psycho going way too hard and no it's hard to but... tone it down after you're playing high school <laughs> soccer and it's that yes, competitive yeah <laughs> absolutely what do you think you've gained from playing club soccer uh i would probably say i mean first and foremost my friends like i mm -hmm. am in a sorority i was on the exec board for two years of a club on campus and have met like a ton of wonderful people through those and through sure. my classes but i think for me i've always just felt like such a special bond with teammates. It's something yeah. I think about having like that common goal that you're going out there and working for however many times a week. And it just kind of makes it like a deeper connection. So the girls that I've met through that are absolutely some of my favorite people I've met at OSU. And I think that it's helped me a lot with my time management too. I, sure. I know in high school, it felt like if I was ever overwhelmed, you know, mom was there to step in and help me with things yeah, or yeah you know talk me down after i had like a really stressful day or something but the you know again kind of the reason i was hesitant to take it on in college was it's a lot with everything else going on and it's all self-managed so i wasn't right. sure but i think that it's helped me be a lot more productive it's made me feel more fulfilled and like i have a lot of things going on and a lot more going for me than mm -hmm. say just being a student so if i have a bad <laughs> exam grade it's okay i just go to soccer and remember that that's like another piece of me in college so so would you say you've grown in your time management skills and you're better at prioritizing what matters to you now as opposed to your freshman and sophomore year when you didn't play yeah. club soccer and didn't have that like structure absolutely i i definitely think that if there were things before for instance just 
an easy comparison working out mm-hmm. some days i'd be like oh, i kind of have a lot to do and it would Super take me yeah do. so I, yeah. I would just i would skip it and it would take me then you know instead of an assignment i could have gotten done in an hour i then would kind of stretch it out and make it take two hours but now i know that these aren't practices or games or anything that's optional it's very mandatory like we're a really competitive team and mm-hmm. all the girls on the team take it seriously which makes you want to take it seriously so you make sure that you kind of work your schedule to be productive in the free time that you have so that you can show up on time and be ready to have like a productive workout and that diligence paid off recently right yes it did <laughs> what would you guys flex flex a little <laughs> So uh, we did just win the national championship. Yes. So it was, yeah. So it was kind of a weird thing. So usually our nationals, um, well, regionals are in like the last, like mid to last couple weeks of November. Mm -hmm. And then nationals is like the first weekend of December. So we went to nationals this fall. Um, It was in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And it basically got all the way to the final four games for boys and girls and then got completely rained out. It was like torrentially downpouring, lightning. Yeah, it was unplayable. So we all kind of went home as like, you know, one fourth national champions. So it was kind of lame. Yeah, it was really anticlimactic. It was kind of weird. The seniors were sad, obviously, because that was just, you know, not really anything. Um, And they promised for months and months that we were going to get to get back to it. And they somehow made it happen. And we got to go down to Nashville um you know like a month ago and got to pick up from the final four game yeah and we ended up winning it all and it was it was amazing that's huge yeah Congrats. it was so exciting thank you so would you say that like the traveling component of club sports was an unexpected this year with that extra weird nationals it it definitely was kind of a strain and i think for especially some of the seniors who they kind of made an exception and said like everyone who was rostered for nationals in the fall can come back and play for this kind of second nationals we yeah. called it natty part two um, Love it. <laughs> but so you know it was they weren't prepared for that and you just kind of have expectations that you know you'll be done things like that but overall i think that people are pretty upfront when you, know, you talk to them about um specifically playing for our club team i remember even freshman sophomore year i went up to the booth at like involvement fair and mm-hmm. talked to them about it and they're pretty upfront that there is definitely some travel mostly in the fall which is like our main season yeah but I don't think that it's anything that's unenjoyable. Even when we have car rides out to play at Miami or OU, I mean, you're driving with a car full of your friends for a couple hours, blasting music and, you know, having a good time. So it's really never been anything that I felt like has detracted from like the rest of my college experiences. We don't travel like every weekend. We work really hard to schedule around the football games and other things and make sure that, you know, because it's it's not a, a... NCAA sport we're here to you know we're here playing club because we want to be able to be other things besides just athletes in college so let's get into that so there's three tiers to competitive (laughs) quote-unquote sports at Ohio State there's intramurals club and then varsity sports Mm -hmm. and so what's the biggest difference between being a club athlete versus being an NCAA affiliated soccer player other than the fact that they don't pay either of you (laughs) that is true Maybe one day. Um, I actually have like a handful of friends who do play various varsity level sports here. Mm -hmm. And I think that for us as club players, though, I love it. And it's one of my favorite, I guess, components of who I am as a college student. It's not 
the predominant one. I would say mm-hmm. evenly I am student and soccer player and sorority woman and, sure. you know, um, club member and all those things. But I think from the way that like my friends have spoken about it, that they feel like that is their kind of driving yeah, that's their part of their personality. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that they are a collegiate athlete. They are an Ohio state athlete for whatever sport. And I think that just shapes, you know, your priorities and shapes your understanding Definitely. of kind of the experience that you're going to have. And I think they know coming in that it's going to be that above all else, which is why our sports are so good here. Yeah. But I, I definitely think that um, it just kind of shapes the way you think about yourself as a, as a college person, college awesome. student. Yeah. So what's the biggest takeaway from playing club sports now for two years? Definitely, if you're considering it, do it. I, like I said, wish I had, you know, taken the leap and tried out earlier. Yeah. I was worried that it would be weird and different from playing in high school which i had such a phenomenal experience and that was also kind of a deterrent for me at first mm-hmm. but you know and it is definitely different but it's different in such a great way it's getting to meet other people who were also you know the stars of their school and just to get to play it an even higher level than you're used to and right. i think honestly the first time i got to put on a jersey that said ohio state was probably oh, like that's one a of great the, feeling one of the coolest that has moments. To be a great yes feeling. it yeah. was pretty it was pretty amazing so i i definitely think that it offers a lot more than just getting to, you know, keep your foot on the ball of a sport that you've always played. It it really kind of makes you, I think, a more well-rounded person. And it's really made, I think, my experience at Ohio State, like, unforgettable. So let's move on to a few assumptions that I've, like, Googled, had people <laughs> ask me about. And so I just want you to buy or sell these assumptions real quick. Okay. Here we go. I'm ready. Number one, the games ultimately don't matter. That is so false. Oh, sorry. I have to sell it. Yes. It so is? you're selling okay. it. Okay. Um, I'm going to. So that means I, that's not true. <laughs> that means it's not true. <laughs> okay. So they do matter. Yes, I'm selling that. The games absolutely matter. I don't know how like certain other club sports may work, but I know like for boys and girls club soccer, we get PowerPoints. There's a whole ranking system throughout the entire season that affects if we get bids to regionals, which then affects if we go on to nationals. So absolutely, the games matter for that reason and we just take them seriously and and they have a big impact on you know on us and our our lives so we definitely take them seriously number two the time commitment is too much to handle it's too hard to balance school club soccer and other extracurriculars definitely sal like i said before yeah it's doable it makes you makes you better overall (laughs) we can move on then number three this one's interesting it's too expensive for the rewards sal definitely hard sell yeah number four rival game days are the best games kind of like how it is in high school that is a buy (laughs) definitely so who's the rival for women's club soccer oh that's a toughie i would say in general we still have to butt heads with michigan yeah beating michigan every year when we play them is just still probably my favorite game so you have for the past two years yeah love that Obviously. Love that, love that. <laughs> and number five, we kind of touched on it earlier. Buy or sell, traveling is a huge burden. So. So. It's an enjoyable, sometimes extra part of it. Just what extra. you make it. It's what extra, you make not it. a burden. It's what you make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's with friends that you love and like you're developing relationships with. I'm sure that's got to be fun. I mean, I'm sure people don't like it when I drive and I repeat one Taylor Swift, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> okay. So onwards from club soccer another big part of your college experience has been Buckeye serve I've had two tremendous experiences with Buckeye serve as both a participant and a leader of a trip but you've done four 
I have. <laughs> so let's break it down. Where have you been? So I have gone to Kissimmee, Florida twice. I went to Atlanta, Georgia, and then most recently to New York City. And so in Florida, what were you able to do there? Uh, that was the trip was called um, Give Kids the World. So mm -hmm. that was really closely tied to the club. I'm a part of Wishmakers on Campus, which is affiliated with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So okay. it was really closely tied with that. And basically a lot of wish kids, rightly so, spend their wish on wanting to go to Disney or do other things in or around kind of Orlando, Florida. Yeah. So uh, this place called Give Kids the World is where the families and the kids would go and stay. It was right outside of Orlando, um, very close to a lot of the attractions they wanted to go to. But basically it was, you know, everything was completely free and it was way more conducive to anything that kids with possibly you know deteriorated health would need so they were mm -hmm. way more prepared with dietary restrictions and medical oh, awesome. yeah. medical issues things like that so we basically just got to play with the kids and talk with the families and got to get to have a week of you know taking their mind off of all the unfortunate Absolutely. things that have happened and it was just such a bundle of fun it was amazing and so then in atlanta yep what was that so that one was called restoration atlanta and okay. that was basically like a shelter specifically for moms and kids so a lot of shelters like unfortunately have like limits on ages especially of like young boys like if you're I forget exactly what it was maybe 16 or something you're no longer eligible mm -hmm. to stay so this was kind of like a smaller shelter that allowed moms and all their children to be you know kept together and they were able to live there and you know, they had their own rooms we basically served them breakfast we did they have this amazing big outdoor yard for all the kids to play in after uh, they go to school and we did some like groundskeeping to keep it pretty and you know accessible and safe for the kids and then like the best part of it was getting to just play with the kids after school or yeah. they would have special nights we, we did like a karaoke night which was super fun and just getting to kind of show these kids who have had an unstable and kind of rough childhood or past that you know there's still plenty of people who are around them that care about them right and that they have nowhere to go but up and so there seems to be a theme here seems like you enjoy being surrounded by kids in that I atmosphere do. i love it <laughs> and so that's a unique component of buckeye surf trips you yeah. do get to dictate kind of what you're interested in mm -hmm. and then go on those trips because the two that i've been on one was about sustainable urban agriculture and the other was about home rebuilding in new orleans so it's pretty cool how buckeye serve has such a wide range of experiences for students yeah and i definitely recommend it i'm sure courtney does too yes and your last one in new york what was that so that one was called the medici project okay and that one was a little bit more of kind of having your hand in everything so the mm -hmm. other two was staying at the same place um and the same kind of general service organization the whole time so this one was a little bit different and we did kind of a lot of days with different things. So we did like Meals on Wheels. Um, we went and did a Boys and Girls Club um, and we did just a bunch of like little activities like that. Um, we went and restocked. Basically, it was like a storeroom. Um, it was a organization that provides free school like supplies and things like that to sure. teachers who teach in like underfunded public schools kind of things like that. So it was a lot of little things. So it was kind of interesting. It was, again, really different than the ones I'd done before where mm -hmm. I was used to, 
getting some familiar faces and kind of getting in a rhythm even yeah. for just those few days with the kids and families that I was with. So it kind of made it more meaningful because you knew, you know, the one day you were doing something that maybe you weren't going to see those people even the rest of the trip. So right. you really wanted to make sure that you could have a lasting impression on them even just for that short amount of time. Yeah. So what's made you come back again and again and again, considering that it is an alternative break, you are spending your either a week of winter break, a week of spring break, or a week in the summer to go out and impact a community in whatever way. So what keeps on bringing you back? Um, I don't know. There's so much. I, I just really love them. I like The first one I went on just because it was super closely correlated with my club, and I I volunteered since like middle school doing different things. So I knew I liked it, but I was sure. a little bit hesitant you know, on how much I guess I had really high expectations and it absolutely fulfilled them. Mm -hmm. I think just feeling like you really are making an impact. That was something I was worried about because again, when I had volunteered in middle school or high school, it was for months on end and you really got to know the people you were working with and felt like it was personal. Mm -hmm. So I was worried that it might feel like I was just kind of there for a blink of an eye and then gone again and kind of what lasting impact am I having? Um, But I would say probably... The thing that stood out to me the most of all of them, my first trip that I went to on Give Kids the World, there was this adorable family and they had three little kids. And one of the kids, I was, I was like playing with them like a bunch for like the first couple of days on the last day when they were getting ready to leave. I don't even know where they got it, but the kids brought me like these bags of candy oh. and little notes saying like, thank you so much. And like the mom asked to like stay in touch, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. And they were just, it blew me away that just playing with their kids and kind of giving the parents a minute Right. to breathe and to see their their kids as being like you know normal and happy and healthy it just i it, to me it felt like i was just playing with the kids i babysit but to them yeah. it was so much more impactful and so i got to see that it really did make a lasting impression on them and that it truly shaped their stay that they had there and their mm-hmm. wish experience so i've just kind of always taken that with me and been like i it may feel short to me but to them it can feel so significant just sure. like it feels to me so. so you don't feel as though it's volunteerism I feel like that's the one critique of Buckeye Serve, yeah, absolutely. where even they try to pitch it as, no, it's an alternative break program. You mm-hmm. are making a lasting impact on certain communities in whatever capacity. But right. again, you are going, you're just traveling to either Florida or New York, enjoying yourself for a week and then yeah. coming home. I definitely think it's, it can, I think it depends really heavily on the person. Yeah. I mean, I think if people are taking their time to do this, their heart's probably in the right place. Right. But I think a lot of it's just perspective and understanding that every place has the good with the bad. But even in New York City, so we were working with homeless populations and urban poor for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we would have a night out where we went and just got dinner and ice cream or something. And you're walking around and then, you know, whereas previously I might have walked by a homeless person and kind of thought like, oh, that's sad or something like a, you know, fleeting second sure. of thought like when you were there and once you have kind of that shifted perspective you're like wow I really wonder what I could do to help them like I wonder if I'll see them at the homeless shelter when we go tomorrow like it just I think that it it changes the way that you see the place that you're at because it definitely sometimes the volunteering it's like wow this is it's really tough and this is you know Mm -hmm. emotionally draining and it's good to see all the beautiful and amazing parts of that city or that place to see you know if we help and we all continue to do volunteer work and help the people that need it that everyone can have this amazing experience like I'm having right now so I think as long as people can take what they're learning and continue 
to have that perspective even as they go through and get to enjoy a city while they're there that it takes away the tourism aspect and makes it a little bit more of a conscious experience and so last question about buckeye serve that was a really good answer what's one unintended benefit that you've personally received from buckeye serve i went on the first three trips i did with at least one person i knew um the first two was with like my clubs so Mm -hmm. i knew a ton of people from it and the most recent trip i went on i actually went knowing absolutely no one and I was a little bit nervous about that. There was a group of like 30 of us. So I figured oh, like wow, I would, yeah. yeah, I figured I would connect with somebody, but I definitely was a little bit weary about it. Um, and I ended up making two like amazing friends on the trip. Yeah. We actually just hung out like last weekend and we'd been planning it for weeks. <laughs> and I think I was just blown away by how fast we became friends on the trip. Right. And it felt like we kind of bonded even more quickly than usual just because I knew that they were there and that they had kind of that similar, you know, aspect or, you know, worldview as I did that they wanted to spend some of their winter break doing something good in like a different community than their own. So I don't know. I was just really surprised by how quickly we clicked. And like I said, we still hang out all the time now. And I'm just so excited that I went by myself and got to meet those people. So that's definitely scary, but (laughs) it usually pays off, I think, for most Buckeye Serve trips. Definitely. And so before we get into the slow burn round, we'll have a moment to hear from our sponsor. All right, we're back. Slow burn round, Courtney. Sounds painful. First question, (laughs) who's someone you'd like to say thank you to at Ohio State and why? I would like to say thank you to both my littles in Alpha Z Delta. I definitely think that they push me to be a better person all the time. I feel that being accountable for them as their mom, although a lot of times (laughs) I act like the child, (laughs) just kind of helps me want to push myself and be as good of a person as they can see me as. Give them their fair due. All right. Courtney Haggins and Jalen Holtz. There you go. My children. (laughs) question two what's your best moment or experience at ohio state i would i would have to replug our win but probably winning the national championship this year be. for soccer yeah that was probably i mean i don't think a lot of people get to say that they win a national championship so it was really exciting That's and cool. it it was such a such a big build up to it that i think it made it even more worthwhile yeah. and getting to win alongside my best friends was amazing and then final question here What's your hidden gem at Ohio State or Columbus that changed the game for you? The class I took, I think it was my sophomore year, is called Criticizing TV. Technically, it was under, I think, like theater or something. Yeah. Kind of weird, but counted as my writing class. And essentially, my homework every week was to watch various shows on Netflix or Hulu, watch movies. Oh, we love that. Have discussions. Here and there, some papers. But my professor was really cool and did such a great job of helping us kind of dissect the things that we watch all the time and don't think much about and just yeah i don't know kind of made watching tv more thoughtful but like more enjoyable for afterwards. sure yeah that's so. a that's a good one <laughs> i like that one is it's unique it's funny i'm actually taking a class right now our education and one of our assignments was to watch a movie in theaters and just like talk about it in like the most leisurely way possible so i watched captain marvel and talked about it <laughs> so if you want a whole class about that Criticizing TV. Criticizing TV. It's probably a 2367 class, right? Because second year writing, I'm closer to that than you are. (laughs) 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And that will wrap things up for this episode on Around the Oval. Thanks again to Courtney for coming on. As always, follow Around the Oval on Instagram, rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and feel free to email us at aroundtheoval at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram DMs for any questions or cool ideas that you may have. We'll be back again early next week for Rankings and Rants with Benny Boy. I saw something truly horrific at the RPAC last week, so I can't wait to expose this man for his crimes. That'll do it. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time.